Blog Talk Radio. Get the pure tail 
Cause I want you Girl, I do So tell me if you can Do you care? Tell me if you can Girl, do you care? Tell me Don't hurt your feelings Just how you feel Girl, don't hurt your feelings Tell me, girl, don't hurt your feelings If you still want me, girl, don't hurt your feelings You ain't gotta hide your feelings, feelings, feelings Girl, I just wanna know Why don't you tell me, so tell me you love me Just tell me you love me
Christmas. 
So you know what? On the real, this right here, this right time it don't let us do nothing. Straight up. You are listening to Real Life Spill. Hello, my peoples, and shout out to the world, and hello to everyone that's listening to the sound of my voice. We're here, Real Life Spill Show, with me, Chuck C. Teray is here with me. Good evening. What's up? How are you? So we meet for the second. So we meet for the second time today. Yes. (laughs) Rain might be with us. Rain might not be with us. Um, I just spoke to her, you know. Um, but everybody inquiring about her whereabouts. She's away on vacation, so she might slide through. She may not slide through. Okay, I got you. So we'll we'll try to do this the best way we know how. I do got a little bit of backup just in case. So anyway. It's holiday season. I'm just about glad that it's over. I mean, there's been so much, been so much going on. Unfortunately, a couple of deaths here and there, you know, but um, all we can do is just pray for the people. I mean, everybody who knows about that situation, just keep the five and keep the five in prayer, but especially the four. I don't want to touch on that too heavily because I said I was going to shut my mouth on that subject for several mm-hmm. different reasons. Because I don't have time for ignorance And I don't want to argue with nobody And at the end of the day I was not there So I do not know what really happened Absolutely right You know and I'm a firm believer on If you're not there you can't tell me What happened And I got and it's just crazy Because ever since that situation There's been so many different stories And you know somebody tried to argue me down. Oh no well, this one got this and this one got that I was like once again I'm you know that it happened. Yeah, exactly. It's unfortunate that it happened. I was not there. So I cannot speak on what I do not know. You know. So anyway, what's your um what's 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 your thought about um this whole Christmas ordeal? I mean, I know it's been stressful for both of us, but like I said, at least it's to the point where it's over now. Well I can honestly say that despite the fact that Normally, my family usually has, like, a really huge gathering on my mom's side where um, my mom's kids, which she had five, and then, you know, of course, we all have our lives and, you know, children, spouses and whatnot. And then my aunt, which is her sister, she has two kids and then a host of grandchildren and great-grandchildren, in-laws and all that. So we usually just meet up at her house or my sister's house, and we do, like, a big gift exchange. We play games. We play music. Um, we all bring some type of special dish. Usually, because my husband is Hispanic and um, Caribbean, we usually bring a Caribbean or Hispanic dish, and they always look forward to having something new every holiday. Mm-hmm. So um, it was kind of sad that we couldn't do that this year, but we all understood what it is right now. We know the climate right now with you know the virus, and you know right. my mom right. is seventy three, her sister seventy two, so they're high risk. And then, yeah. you know, there are other people, like my sister, she has cancer and she's high risk. So it's a lot of things going on. We understand what it is, so we weren't trying to push the envelope. So that was a little, it, it kind of took the excitement out of the holiday for us, I'm not going to lie. It just yeah. made us feel like, uh, I'm excited for my kids to open their gifts and be happy, but overall it's not as exciting where you just really look forward to this day because it just wasn't the same. And although I got to spend the day with my nieces and nephews and my um, sister-in-law, I mean, it was cool to be around them because I love being around them. You know, we see them all the time, but it just wasn't the same because, you know, the whole excitement of it all. And usually they, my in-laws usually show up too, my mother-in-law, my sister-in-law and her kids. They usually are also a part of the celebration with my family. So, like, 
you know, right. we we joined the two families together, and it just, it was kind of whack. But, you know, I'm happy overall. My kids didn't feel like they missed out on anything. They were very excited. We didn't have that much to give them, but my mom did give us a couple dollars towards, you know, buying some gifts. And she said, everything yeah. that I gave them, put Santa on it, and everything you give them, you can right. leave your name right. and whatnot. So, you know, they, they had a good Christmas. They got tablets. They got freaking remote, remote control cars. They got clothes. They got uh, walkie-talkies. They got, you know, really cool stuff that I know they're going to play with. And, you know, they're obsessed with Roblox, so they got some Roblox stuff, some Minecraft stuff. So they were very, very happy. But me, I don't think I got anything for Christmas. But you know what? It's not about me. <laughs> it's hey, about the little ones, so that's you, all that matters. You got life, health, and strength, so that's yes, your Yes, I did. I got my healthy children, and I got them something. So when I thought I wasn't going to be able to get nothing, so I'm happy. Yeah, definitely. What about you? Um, I mean, for me, it was good. I mean, I was glad to see the um, the look on the kids' faces. I mean, they got they got to collect things. You know, they they were just happy, and to me, that's what it was all about. I mean, because they sit here, bump my head a couple of times, like I like, how are we gonna do this? How are we gonna do this? Because I was one of the main people talking shit when all that extra six hundred came, and I was one of those people on the front line, like, well, you know, people are smart. Why they got this six hundred? You know, they be. They be doing this and doing that right now. Why they got the six hundred? Why they got the six hundred for the people that did get mm-hmm. the extra six hundred? You know, so I was one of those people on the front line that was popping that shit. But I wasn't <laughs> one of those people who realistically I ain't gonna front and say that I saved up a whole bunch of six and blew it all on the kids because that's not something I did. Mm-hmm. But I was one of those people who did have that opinion. Like I, we all had that money, so you know it should have it should have came through. Um, shout out to everybody that. Watching, shout out to everybody that's listening. If you want to call up to the show, the number is 516-387-1817. Shout out to the 904, my other hometown, and the 914, you know, everybody that's locked in right now. You know, I got to, so I, I want to jump off topic, but on topic, if that makes sense. Um, okay. At, and everybody that's watching, if y'all want to drop your answers in the comments too, y'all can, um, y'all can do that. At what age do you think you should tell a kid that Santa doesn't exist? <laughs> I kind of done that already, and they keep forgetting that he doesn't, and they bring him up, so I just go along with it. <laughs> and you they're know, six and nine, so. The reason why I asked that, because you know I was down in Florida, and I was down in Florida in November with my other daughter, and um, basically. It's just the fact that she kept saying, oh, when Santa comes, when Santa comes, when Santa comes. And the mother's like, oh, I'm like, would you stop doing that? I said, because you're killing the kids, you know. I was like, you're going to kill their imagination or you're going to kill the dream. I was like, let them believe in, you know, what they want to believe in. You know, I've seen several posts that threw a lot of shades about, oh, you don't want to let the kids believe in Santa, but you still believe in that nigga. You know, I've seen a lot of those posts go around the book. But that was just a question that came to my mind. Um... So on topic, nevertheless, what what was the most stressful part of Christmas this year for you? Um, the breaking of tradition, I'd say, and also, mm-hmm. I mean, the financial aspect, of course, was stressful too. But my mom, she's always my hero, so I knew she was gonna step in because she already told me, you know, this yeah. year, um. Like, I'm not going to do the reflection of this year because I know that that's another topic we're going to have. But basically yeah, this year yeah. brought a lot of financial um, strain on my family, and not even just because of the virus, but because of, you know, uh, a lot of things that we ended up investing in. 
which wasn't a bad thing. It wasn't a bad investment. It's just it was just very high uh, high cost, and it yeah. took up a lot of funds. And even though it was worth it, and I'm very proud of myself, it took a lot. And I didn't bounce back from it as fast as I thought I would because there was a lot of unexpected things that happened. Yeah. Not all, Once again, not 100% related to the virus, but kind of indirectly related to the virus. Because, you know, the virus affected right. everything. Of course. So then also with my job, it just, I don't know. I'm not going to go all day about my job, but my job is not exactly the easiest. Um, I work with, uh, it's considered the homeless population, but homeless could literally mean anything. Homeless could be couch hopping where you just don't have a steady address, couch hopping from actually living in the street, being in a shelter, living in a nursing home but not having your own personal address, all of that is under the umbrella of homelessness. So when people try to talk about homelessness, they're not just talking about the people on the street. They're talking about anyone who does not have a valid address of their own, anyone that that does not have keys to their own place or have a legal address to call their own. That is considered homeless. So I work with that population, and my job is to basically secure housing for them. And if I cannot secure housing, I look for secondary options, whether that be shared living or boarding houses or, you know, supportive housing or whatever it is and it's crazy because like i when everybody else was off christmas eve i was still working because guess what people are still homeless on christmas eve so as long as it's not the actual holiday i'm expected to do my job so when it came to trying to shop a little bit i usually refer to online shopping anyway even pre-corona like my was not the store type of person when it came to christmas time i was not going to be standing in the long ass lines i wasn't doing none of that but this year i kind of was forced to because you know with all the shipping issues and, you know, things being super delayed with the post office and people's stuff being stuck in Jersey for three weeks. And, you know, I just wasn't going to deal with all that. So, yes, there were some things I ordered on Amazon like two weeks prior, but the most of uh, the stuff I got for them was picked up in person. So right. that was kind of stressful, not having any time to do that. And then, you know, kids are still in school. I got to pick them up from school. I got to do homework with them. I got to cook dinner. I got to keep my house clean. I got to try to find some type of rest in between. And then trying to get to the store just wasn't something that I could do. Right. So that was just kind of stressful. But, um, I mean, I guess that's the usual Christmas complaint. But, you know, this year just made it especially hard because, for one, you're not as excited because things are not what they, you know, used to be and you can't do what you normally want to do. And then on top of it, you have the financial strain. So it just, it really put me, I can't speak for everyone, but it really put me kind of out of the Christmas spirit. It was almost like a task. Mm -hmm. It just felt more like work than the holiday. It did not feel like something to look forward to. It looked like I had a big job to do and that's just what it was and, like, you know. I had a little bit of relief watching the kids open, and it made me smile from ear to ear. But, like, after that high went away, it was just like, all right, now back to the BS. So. <laughs> yeah, because this is, I mean, because I tell a lot of people, I said this is just one holiday where it didn't really feel like the holiday. I mean, I was in the, let me tell you something, I was in the kitchen cooking yesterday. Yesterday was, yesterday was what, Saturday? No. Yesterday was Saturday. Yeah, okay. So, no, let me jump back to, let me jump back to Friday, rather, getting my days confused here. Um, just on Friday, I was in the kitchen cooking. I was like, yo, I was like, this Friday for whatever feels like the longest Sunday. I don't know what it was about Friday. It just, it just felt like Sunday, you know, and, um, you know, Christmas Eve, we, I guess we turned up a little. We just, we just drank a little. We didn't really do no games, but we drank a little bit, watched the movie, kind of the, kind of the same thing on Friday, you know, um, the stressful, I, I think the stressful part for me is, like you said, maybe the not doing, you know, not doing things how you how you used to doing them, and then the little bit of um, find, you know, the financial struggle, 
And what's so crazy is just through it all, I thank God because the situation where I was almost jobless, so I thank God that didn't fall in place because I'm like, you know, because when somebody comes to you and says that, oh, well, we got 50 something people on a layoff list, and you're one of those people. I just turned around and I'm like, really? I'm like, at this time, how do we figure this out? Like, this is the worst time. This is the worst time ever, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, really? This is this is what we're doing right now? This this is really what we're doing? But nevertheless, like I said, God is good because I'm, I'm still in it. I mean, they say change is good sometimes. I have dealt with a lot of attitudes along with this change, you know. You say you, are, you work with the homeless, I work with the special needs, and the special needs parents are not the... I was they about to say that, like, it's not the kids. It's they the are not the greatest. <laughs> they are not the greatest people in the world. Mm. You know, they're, they're not the greatest people in the world. You know, some of them just want things how they want things, and that's okay. You know, it's like I had a, I had a situation, and, you know, lady lady really got a little nasty with me, and I got a little nasty back with her. You know, I'm like, all right, I will match this energy. You get mm. nasty with me, I'll get nasty back with you. But it was... It was sad because I was like, we shouldn't have to always match energy. And it's like, once I match the energy. You know how to act. Like, the respect you've given. Like, I don't understand why I have to ask you for respect. Right, exactly. But once I match the energy, the lady just did a whole 360 with the attitude. Like, oh, oh my, oh, you know, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to come at you that way, you know, so on and so forth. But I'm I'm even. You did. You just weren't expecting me to react like that because you're used to acting like a brat with everybody else. (laughs) But. I'm even, you know, I'm I'm even thankful for, I'm even thankful for the apology, you know, and we have a better understanding, you know, for now anyway, <laughs> for now anyway. Um, so once again, the question I have for everybody who who is listening thus far, the first question that I asked was, what was the most stressful part of Christmas for you? Like I said, everybody who's watching on the Facebook Live, you can drop your answer. Anybody want to talk? Press one. We do have some callers in the building, you know, but I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna push you. Whenever you, whenever you want to hit that one button, you know, I'll be here. I ain't going nowhere. So I just, I just kind of, I just kind of jump into two and two asks, what's your funniest slash favorite Christmas memory slash experience? I mean, I've, I've a few of those. I was talking with someone the other day and I said, I remember, I think I had to be about four or five years old. And my um my grandmother got arrested, so she was the person that she never wrapped anything for the for the little kids. So little kid is me. She never wrapped anything up. So one year they put everything under the tree. And I think she specifically said that I think she said that um your gifts are under the um your gifts are under the tree. So I go in there and Everything that's under the tree wrapped, I unwrap. Like uh-uh. every single thing. I just remember like it had to be early in the morning. I went in the room, her and my grandfather they're asleep, and I try to wake them up. And I said, "Hey, look what I got! Look what I got! Look what I got!" But they're sleeping. You know, they're older. They're sleeping, so they're just like, "Uh, yeah, uh, all right." So <laughs> when they <laughs> when they wake up, when they wake up and they notice what happened, it's like. You opened everything. I'm like, yeah, I thought everything was mine. You know what I'm saying? And then, oh, unfortunately, unfortunately, I got a whipping on Christmas for opening the things that weren't mine. Now I don't think that was well right. Deserved. 
It was not well deserved. How dare you? But um, my children think of doing something like that. I, you know what? They wouldn't do that because here's the thing: I would actually hide the gifts and I wouldn't put them under the tree. And what we did this year, we didn't do a tree because we weren't supposed to be here Christmas morning. But mm-hmm. even still, I didn't wrap the gifts until four in the morning that day. So I had all the gifts hidden. And it's funny because they were hidden in plain sight, and you'd be surprised how much children really don't pay attention. So uh, they clearly weren't paying attention because they walk past the gifts all the time. But I I know my children, and I know that they're, like, pretty much blind to anything that's not, you know, on their radar. Mm -hmm. So they happened to not see their gifts, even though it was freaking open, and they could clearly see it. And they were, you know, of course surprised because, like I said, I didn't wrap it until the night before. And then by the time they woke up, I made sure it was right at their door. So when they woke up, all they saw was a bunch of gifts. And, you know, I could hear me and my husband pretended to be asleep, even though we, you know, we know that they were talking about the gifts and they were whispering, like, can we open them? Because we don't do the whole midnight thing. We do the wait till mom and dad are up because I want to see your face. I want to see your reaction. I want to take pictures. And they were patient. They didn't bug me about it. They didn't really even open the gifts until, like, they woke up at, like, 7-ish. And they didn't really open the gifts till 10 o'clock because they were fine with it. And I've also taught my right. kids not to expect too much on Christmas ever because, right. you know, for years, me and my husband struggled. Like, this is probably, like, the third year that we've been, like, financially fully stable. Like, not mm-hmm. that we never had our own place because we always had our own place, never lived with anybody, thank God, never had to do with homelessness, and I thank God for that as a family. But, um, you know, we, we all for those experiences, we basically were like, listen, don't expect much of anything. Yes, you will always have a Christmas. However, I can never guarantee how big your Christmas will be. But right, you just know right. that you'll get something. And so, there, therefore, like, even on my son's birthday, which was a couple weeks before Christmas, he he wasn't expecting anything. Like, And I kept asking him, what do you want for, for your birthday? He just really never gave me a straight answer. And it's not that he was ashamed to tell me. He just was so used to, like, not getting used to getting anything. Not that he doesn't get anything because he always has birthday parties, always has this and that. But I've taught my children appreciate it if you get it, but don't expect it. And so when his birthday came and he did get gifts, he was very happy. He didn't care if he got clothes, gift cards. He was happy for everything, and he was just happy to see people on his birthday. But, like, I just was not into getting my kids to expect a big-ass party or expect a thousand gifts. So, I don't know. Like, I I just, I probably would have been upset. (laughs) I don't know if I would have beat my kids' asses, but I certainly would (laughs) have, you know, lessened your happiness and cheer on that day. So you probably wouldn't have gotten the gifts. Would have had to earn your gifts back. But um, yeah, I can relate with your grandma. I got a I, I got a call in the building. It was um, they're supposed to hold it down with us for a little while on the show. So um, we got Ajua on the Good show. Good evening. Good evening, Ajua. I'm just calling to say, I apologize to Grandma Gwen for beating your butt. I don't think you deserved it. <laughs> but it wasn't. It wasn't. I her. do not was, think you deserved that. Her. You didn't know darling, they deceived you. It was your darling uncle. It wasn't. It wasn't her. Oh, of course. You know. <laughs> well, you didn't deserve it. I apologize. <laughs> okay, because that 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 uh that whole episode in my mind, being that I I know them, okay, and the fact that yeah. you said that they were asleep and not paying attention. I just, you know, I think there's a lot to that, a lot to that story. So yeah, I apologize those, greatly. Yeah, it was, okay. It, it was one did of you have any ones. toys that year? Yeah, I had. Okay. Once again, where I did got, they put them? Everything was in the front of the tree, but the whole thing is they didn't, they didn't wrap it. So all my stuff was unwrapped. This was a, this was a tradition that Gwen generally did. She never, she never, mm-hmm. never really wrapped my stuff up. She just put it around the tree unwrapped if they bought stuff for other people 
they wrapped them. Yeah. So the first thing in my mind was when I went to the tree early that morning, I opened everything that was wrapped. I bypassed everything that was unwrapped. And what was crazy oh, is, you didn't think, say, oh. And what was crazy is I think Grandma Gwen said to me, that is all your stuff unwrapped. I think she said that, but here yet and still, I'm just, you know. In your excitement, tearing, in your excitement yeah, as a child. Just tearing, yeah. you know, just tearing the paper off. And like I said, I remember going in the room and it was, uh, you know, you tap, uh, you know, and I'm just, I'm like, hey, you know, look what I got. Look what I got. And like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then they just wake up. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, See, that's just a matter of wrapping yeah. again. That don't. That's not uh, uh, deserving of an ass beating. I don't think so. It's like you, you, <laughs> so. you, you, you opened everything. I'm like, yeah. I thought <laughs> stuff that was wrapped belonged to me. I mean, be honest with you, shit. I thought everything under the tree belonged to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you say, that's right. <laughs> it's, it's all mine. This is all. This is all me. Yes. I mean nothing yes, hey, nothing personal nothing personal to my siblings, you know, I love y'all and everything, but shit, I was the only kid there, so here that's I am. That's right. Kid, that's that's I'm the other part to it. This this all this shit is for me. I'm I'm good to go. <laughs> that's right. I believe I believe you deserved it too. But no, I just wanted to say that. <laughs> and happy um happy holiday to everyone. Happy um, holidays. Thank you, thank you. And um and happy Kwanzaa for all those who are celebrating Kwanzaa. And yeah, um I, I forgot about that. Um speaking of which I, I I know this is supposed to be an off the air thing, but since you're on the air, I'll ask um are you joining the meeting tomorrow? I'm considering it. I'm okay. considering it. Yeah. yeah, I think it'll be fun. Yeah. I mean I got I got um, I got I got stories about that too. Stories about that okay. Kwanzaa. <laughs> Okay, okay. Well, today is Kujijakalia, and it means self-determination. And so we can use that in our families, we can use that in our communities, and we can start by being determined within ourselves to live better lives and to be an example to others and be that light in our lives and in the lives of our family and our communities. So, Kuji Chakalia. Happy Kwanzaa. Yeah, happy Kwanzaa. Happy Kwanzaa. Once again, happy holidays. Um, Belated Merry Christmas to all. Uh, happy New Year's and events, but we ain't get that far yet. So, um, <laughs> we do we do got some callers calling up to the show. If y'all want to talk, you know, press one. We are in the building with the Real Life Spill Show. The two questions at hand right now are, what's the most stressful part? What's the most stressful part of Christmas for you? And what would you say is one of your funny or favorite experiences from Christmas time? That's what we're discussing. You know, that's what we're discussing right now. For everybody that came on, I just reflected on the story when I think I might have been about four or five years old. And I went under the tree and I opened everything under the tree. Mind you, everything that was unwrapped belonged to me and everything that was wrapped belonged to other people. So I just call myself opening everything. I got to ask open for opening everything. But once again, like I said, I was the only kid there, so fuck it. I just thought everything was for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just laughing at the audacity. <laughs> hey, I mean, hey, I mean, think about it. You're, you're the only child there. I mean, realistically. I understand that part. Right. I definitely right. understand that part. 
Yes, I, I mean, don't. What, I, I, mean, I don't blame you at all. This is all for me. This is all me. I mean, I That's mean, what right. do you? I mean, what are you gonna do? But like I said, there's that, there's that thought in my mind where I know, I know, Grandma said, she was like, all the stuff under the tree that is unwrapped belongs to you. But once again, that don't click. I'm just opening shit. No, of course not. You know, opening shit. All you heard was belong to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I gotta ask. Hey, it hold on, wait, wait a minute. Wait, 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 hold on, one sec before you ask. Let the redeem of the Lord say what. Amen. Can I can I use that? <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Audrey. What's your question? Um, couldn't you tell that those weren't your gifts? I guess once After again, after you unwrap them, you know what? Yeah, but you know what? I guess it's still <laughs> that kid mentality that probably didn't really care. You know, it, it, it probably it probably didn't care because after I unwrapped it, I mean, I threw it back under the tree, honestly. I mean that's how they that's how they knew it was unwrapped. That and they saw the wrapping paper and they just go they just got up and what the hell? What the hell happened? You opened everything? Um yeah, it's Christmas. I thought it was for me. <laughs> that was your grandfather. <laughs> but I I just like I, I rem I, I remember he grabbed his belt, it was a couple of licks. I I don't know if it was to the hand or to the backside. I mean it's just you know vivid, vivid memories you know of of that particular time. Everybody that's watching on the Facebook, the question at hand is, what is your most stressful part of Christmas? Or if you got a Christmas memory or a Christmas story, you want to drop it in the comments, drop it you know, and I'll drop it on the air for you. So, Ajo, what's your what's 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 your thoughts about Christmas? Because you know, I also you know like 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 to like to Ray also said we gotta. We gotta remember that Christmas is not just about it's not just about getting things, you know. It was even one year where my kids they had a lot of stuff, and in my mind I almost had a breakdown because I was like, I felt like they didn't get enough, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah. I had a few people here, and it was like, it was like you did the best you could, and it was like they're happy they got a lot of stuff. Like why why are you? Why are you racking your brain? Because I, I remember having big Christmases. I was like, and I kind of, you know, with them, kind of want them to have the same thing. Like, yeah, I want them to have a big Christmas, you know, say that, I, you know, might not, you might not have everything you asked for, but at least you, you know, you're able to say that you have something. And also I had to tell one of my kids that the other day, because one of them said, you know, it's like, well, you know, last Christmas was a, was a little bit bigger than this one. And, you know, like I, like I said to them, I said, well, you know, you have to be grateful that, you got anything exactly we have to teach them to be grateful exactly. for what they do have because there's people yeah. out here there's people out here at all who didn't get anything we'll have nothing that's like me that's like me and a friend of mine we had a we we had a good conversation i believe he's listening and um you know we talked about it i mean realistically we were joking but it's a realistic thing it was like okay we we can go through a christmas aspect of every day i mean it might be an asshole to put it, hey, but we have somewhere to live. We have food to eat. We have transportation. We we're blessed to have many different things. So and express again, that to them, to, CJ. Yeah, once again, you, you, know? you have to be grateful. And everybody that's listening to me, don't know why I would just I would just totally go this way. You got to be grateful for the <laughs> things that you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, God. You know, you got to be grateful for the things that you receive and the things that you have. I mean, because there's a lot of people who. Who don't have? I mean, I have I have friends who have told me personally, you know, listen, 
they've wanted to take from others because they did not have. I had friends mm. who had limited limited things, limited things that didn't have anything to eat. You know, and lunchtime would come around. I, I could go back to high school, middle school days. Lunchtime come around. Oh, I got one of one of my closest brothers sitting next to me. He's just sitting there, not eating anything. I go, You're not eating? He says, No, I don't got no money today and um grandma didn't have none because the mortgage was due. I'm like, you know, here, take this five dollars, take the ten dollars, go get yourself something to eat, you know, right you know, vice versa. I mean that's that's always been mm-hmm. there. I can help you, I can help you. I mean, I could, mm-hmm. I, I, I cannot like you and still help you, you know. And and sometimes I, you know, sometimes I question that too. It's just like, really, God, like, why do you, you know, like, why do we go on these assignments? But I believe they'll all pay off when they're said and done. So mm-hmm. once again, you absolutely do. Mm-hmm. So once again, my people, be grateful for everybody that did get something. Be grateful, mm-hmm. you know, because there are people out here who don't have anything. Well, God puts it on your heart to be giving and to be yeah. kind. Yes. And so, you know, it is so much better to be loving and kind. You know, it serves you. It serves the person that you're giving to. So it's a win-win situation. You know. Yeah. But, no, um, that's why I like Kwanzaa, because it gives you more days to give more and anything mm-hmm. that you forgot or, you know, the kids, you know, not that they should not be grateful, but I like Kwanzaa for that reason because it's seven principles and each day you can give a gift. You know, it's not Christmas, but it is, you know, a African um, tradition, you know, to mm-hmm. have Kwanzaa and to celebrate those principles. And each day you can give a gift. Mm-hmm. And so that's why. You know, I like Kwanzaa, you know, as opposed to Christmas. So you yeah. said, what did I think about? Yeah, so you still got time. Whatever, um, whoever is complaining. But also, I, I agree that there's so much to be thankful for. You know, there, you know this, this world is abundant. You know, there is no lack. And we yeah. have to teach our children to be grateful. And that there is, there's no lack. Wherever you look, there's always more. There's always more food. There's more clothes. There's never an, a, a lack. You go in the stores, and there's there's an abundance of everything, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, we must teach them to be grateful for what they do have. You know, point to them. You know, you had a beautiful dinner yesterday. You know, point that out to them and. You know, when you pray over that food, you know, let them know that we're grateful that we're able to eat this feast uh-huh. today, you know, that we, uh-huh. we have each other. You know, they can they have a father and, and mother and grandparents that they can go to and, and feel the love. And so when they start complaining about material things, you know, make it a point to, you know, show them and, and express to them all the things that they do have, you know. Tangible and un and, and and not tangible. So mm-hmm. that's how I feel about that. Okay. Um. <laughs> any 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 Christmas experience or Christmas memory you want to shed on before I go to break? Because I'm about to go to break and um, you know, give give people a couple of moments to catch up, and then I do want to go into the reflections of 2020 because I'm sure that's going to take a little bit of time. I can't say that I have any favorite 
memories. I mean, I just always enjoy spending time with, you know, cousins that I don't get to see like that, and, you know, aunts and uncles and whatnot. But, um, yeah, I don't have a real favorite. I could just say that um, my grandmother, her birthday used to be on Christmas, and she passed away in 2009. And it, Christmas was always huge, which is why it became a thing with my uh, mom's side of the family, because it was her birthday. So that's why Christmas was always, like, my mom's side of the family thing. Well, my dad's side of the family, that's a whole other story. We don't really rock with them like that. I love them, but they had a whole heap of issues that we really just, eh. But anyway, my mom's side of the family, we used to always meet up, da-da-da. And I remember my grandmother had a really bad um, fall. Like I think I might have been like two years old, maybe three. I obviously don't remember it. But um, she had pins in her leg, and so she walked with a limp. And it's funny because, you know, when the weather's bad, of course, you know, sometimes she would have pain because she had pins and whatnot. And this one particular year, well, I can't even say just one year, anytime anybody gave her money, that's like the only time she wasn't in pain. So we, she would be sitting in her chair, and we'd all be, you know, opening gifts, talking, laughing, joking, whatever. And we would dress up, like, to the nines on, you know, Christmas because it was always, like, a major event. She always had, like, a photographer. Like, it was always really big. So mm-hmm. I remember one time she was sitting in this really nice chair over by where the big Christmas tree was. And somebody gave her a $100 bill. When I tell you, she got up and literally ran, like, it damn near ran over there. We all looked at her like, oh, I thought you had a limp. I thought you couldn't get up because she had to serve her and stuff all day. <laughs> Yeah. And so then, I mean, it was she's the queen, so of course we served her. That wasn't ever an issue. It was just a matter of like you really acted like you was full on handicapped, but when you saw that money, you got your ass up. <laughs> you didn't even hobble uh-huh. over. You got up and walked almost perfectly. We were just like, oh, really? That's all it took? Okay. The, but she, that was just always funny, and that stuck with us forever. She did the yeah, Holy she Ghost run. Spirit that day, and she felt nothing. <laughs> and then, and after she grabbed the hundred dollars bill, she limped back to her chair. We was like, yo, you. <laughs> but yeah, that was her, and I really do miss her. And on Christmas, it's kind of tough because also my dad's birthday would be on New Year's Eve, so we always had like the major holidays with both of them, and they're both passed on. So it always is kind of bittersweet, where it's like, yes, you're excited about the holiday and stuff, but it does get you a little bit down, and it starts making yeah. you think like, damn, like it's not. Well, first of all, it's never been the same since both of them passed because he passed six years right. before she did, and even though he's been gone going on seventeen years now, it still hurts. And it sucks because when New Year's Eve comes up, like, I actually dread New Year's Eve. I actually hate New Year's Eve, like, with a passion because the first one was the toughest without him. But that's right. a whole other thing. But the point is, it's always bittersweet, but, you know, that memory always makes me laugh when I start feeling sad. I just remember her faking right. the limp. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, I, you know, I think that's and that's another thing, you know, that we'll do during the second half. But that's going to be, um, you know, part of the second half, you know, remembrance of, I mean, I'm, I'll just say all lives. I'm not just going to say the lives of, of 2020 because, I mean, it's the same thing with me and my grandmother. It's um song by Luther Vandross called Every Year, Every Christmas. And then there's a um there's another song that I can't, um, can't remember the name of right now, but this was the first year that I did not turn into a crowd, baby. I made it through the whole Every Year, Every Christmas song. And out of the clear blue, I wanted to I wanted to hear that song out of the clear blue. Okay. I said I was like you know I found my I, I found myself thinking about her and I was like I said this was a song that she this was a song that she always listened to and I think you know and you know I thank God for rain sometimes because well sometimes and all the time what? you know sometimes <laughs> and all the time you know that's my that's my that's that's my favorite know it know it all pain in the ass but um nevertheless. Um, we were we were talking about you know the the silent night thing, 
you know, the the white silent night versus the black silent night. You know, silent night is just the white people version is just the regular silent night. The black version is, you know, in my mind, you know, when the temptations come on and start singing. So I think about her doing that, I think, you know, that, that really helped shift the atmosphere and that just changed my tone of when I listened to the next song I was like, Okay, yay, I made it. No tears this year, no tears this year, yay. You know. This is a different feeling, but yeah, it is Small you know, victory. Yeah, you know. Bitter you know, bittersweet during holidays, especially when you especially when you do miss somebody. Because, I mean even with even with the cooking you know, even down to the cooking thing, that's something I can say that I got from her, something that she instilled because I think without her, I, I don't know. I think y'all boy might be stuck. I don't I think I might know how to cook a little bit, you know, a little bit. Maybe I might know how to Give put her all the microwave, credit and that's too. You know, something in the microwave or something in the oven. But no, she told me at a young age, she said, Listen, she was like, You like to eat, so therefore you're gonna learn how to cook. She said, you know, God forbid you ever end up by yourself or you end up with a woman that don't know how to cook. She's like, At least you know how. So I'm forever grateful for that. Mm. So I don't wanna Definitely, definitely. I don't want to. I don't want to cut anybody short. Um, before we go to break, Ajua, did you have anything? No, no, I'm good. All right. So, everybody, hold still for about five minutes, and we'll be right back. Okay, okay. <clears throat> this is just a moment dedicated to my mother, my grandmother. Father, all my niggas in the pen, all my niggas that died in the struggle, love y'all. Can we please have a moment of silence? That's for my niggas doing years of confinement and for my soldiers that passed over, no longer living, that couldn't run, whenever the reaper came to get them. Can we please pour out some liquor? Symbolizing this, take your time and to consider that. Though our thugs ain't here, the love is here And we gon' rep, steal, slug, kill us here This for my dog, stuck in the struggle Trying to gain, smoking trauma, sniffing rhyme While selling cocaine, trapped in a game Not knowing how to stop and get by Deliver the life, someone said they live it to die Can we please have a moment of peace? For every G that fell for us, flag in the streets Blood in the thugging, poking and loking, cribbing and creeping Latin and kinging, or just for poor right to teach As they come Brothers who die from black on black violence From here to the dark continent with rebels sell diamonds The clients all through the world got little black girls dying And can we please pour some more liquor? For Will, Mokeen, Bar, Pappy, my niggas Here's another warrior song from Nasty and Kwan It's to him I pass the baton to carry the song Streets disciples salute to those who gone with bullets And I promise to rhyme and Kwan I rep this life to the fullest And can we please have a moment of truth? For soldiers and troops away with helmets and boots And families back home that pray they make it home safe Hoping they don't get hit by a stray Your missiles, this is just a moment To let y'all all know that we miss you Mommy, I'm still here Wishing I was there with you Let's take a moment And the rest of our lives will miss y'all And even though life must go on We still mourn while wishing y'all 
So once again, shout out to everybody that is listening. If you do want to call up to the show, that is 516-387-1817. Again, that is 516-387-1817. What we have touched on thus far has been what is your most stressful part of Christmas and, you know, some of your favorite memories or experiences. Now, we can come, we can always come back to that, you know, if anybody wants to chime in on that later. But I do want to jump into 20 you know, to topic three and reflect over 2020 because a lot has happened. We didn't even jump into 2020 hard body. What's the first thing we got hit with? I believe it was, I don't, I'm not Corona sure. Corona hit the first quarter. Yeah. Yeah. And then Kobe, you know, Kobe dying. That, that was a, that was a big thing because it seemed like that happened no sooner, no sooner than we got into the new year. What else we have here? Biden became president-elect. Trump tested positive for Can we go in sequence, like, starting from the beginning? Because there's just so much to discuss. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I'm jumping all over the place. You go ahead and and, uh, throw out some scenarios because, you know, I I got some. I actually got the phone up, too, and I'm, you know, so however you see it. Okay, so the beginning of this year... Of course, like always, we're all coming in unsuspected. You know, we're thinking, you know, just another year. I got goals. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I started my right. Well, I didn't start my business, but I officially on paper started my business last year, even though I've been conducting my business for years. Um, and so, of course, my aspect was this is the year. I'm going to start this. I'm going to start that. And, you know, we all bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, and all excited for the year to start. And then here comes the Rona. That bitch came in and just slapped the shit out of everybody. And she just pretty yeah. much said, you know what? She literally deboed my lunch money when I walked in to the cafeteria <laughs> and she just kicked me right to the throat and then punched me and told me what you going to do about it. It's just like, oh, my God. And I'm still hurt by that. I still am because I got screwed in so many different ways. But you know what? The blessing of this year is that I was able to finally do something that I wanted to do for years. But let me back up. So at the beginning of the year, um, I loved my job. Hopefully no one from my job is listening. And then I would honestly say that right about this point, they can all suck a dick. But, <laughs> you know, that's um, a combination of different things that happened throughout the year. This year has actually shown me a lot about myself. It's shown me a lot about people around me. It's shown me a lot about my employer. The way I felt about them from the beginning is nowhere near how I feel about them now. It has truly shown you how some employers don't give a good goddamn about you. And some employers have really stepped up and shown that they really do care about their employees and I think right. this was, you know how people always keep saying 2020 perfect vision? I right. honestly truly believe that. And it's not even just a saying or a cute little slogan. Like, I really believe that this is what this year was. And, yes, I'm proud of myself because I accomplished a lot despite the fact that literally Rona beat my ass this year. But, you know, I can honestly say that, you know, I'm happy the year is coming to an end. But um, yeah. first quarter, I don't know. Anybody else got anything for the first quarter? I mean, like I like I said, it's a lot of different things. You said Corona, like I said, Kobe, um, the the, uh, the the impeachment of America's favorite. <laughs> I mean, who, whoever's favorite that is, because that ain't none of my favorite. Hold on, we got a caller that wants to speak. Seventy-eight ninety-one. Welcome to the Real Life Spill Show. Hello, everybody. Hello. Good evening. I just wanted to say <clears throat> the. Uh, about the corona, you know, I'm sorry that it happened, but it it needed to be here so everybody can wake up because everybody was running around dirty and nasty and not washing, and it's still not. 
and it's just like, I'm sorry to say, but I feel like it was something that needed to happen to the people so everybody can realize the way how we were all living was foul. <laughs> That's how I feel because it shouldn't have, everybody, uh, uh, say, I have to wear a mask. Everybody's upset about that. Have, nobody should have to have been told to wash their hands and take care of things like that. So that's the only thing I wanted to say besides hello and happy holidays to everybody. But I do think the people that we we brought it upon ourselves for being nasty for years. Got to wash that ass. And, and them hands. And people don't, it's, it's ridiculous. Like they had to tell people about the AIDS epidemic. You still have to tell people to wear a condom. So if you still have to do that, you know these people are not going to wear a mask. Can I say that social distancing is probably the best thing that ever came with this? Because I'm a big spatial person. I oh, I've, I've always social distanced before Corona even oh, came. Oh, my God. When they said the six feet, I was like, thank you, Jesus. Like, they get it. I've been feeling like this all my freaking life. Because I'm the petty type of person that stands in line. I will purposely put my hands on my hip like Superwoman. And if I turn around and hit you, you're too fucking close, and that's your problem. You're too close, yes. <laughs> and I'm not saying excuse me or sorry because you shouldn't have been on my ass. You're absolutely correct. Yeah, but and at I don't the like beginning that. of the year, you know, we had a murder. They killed Pop Smoke, and I don't know. Nobody hasn't really said anything about that. So that that's not a good thing. That's bad. And the Corona. That that's it. Christmas was okay. I hope everybody's Christmas was all right. Mine was. It was beautiful. I was with the family. Very good. I think I think the biggest thing of 2020, honestly, the. Pandemic. Um, we got a little bit of background. I know some people are at work. If you could um, just tone it down and move away from it, because it is very loud. Um, like I said, we had the corona. We had the impeachment. We almost—I don't know if we did or we didn't. Uh, almost had another million man march here. We had this black the, the we had the Black Lives Matter movement. Second quarter. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, and remember, I'm, I'm, let's back up a little bit. Remember they said at the beginning of COVID, they were saying how, you know, we're just going to be on the lockdown for about two weeks and blah, blah, blah. Okay, fine. And then it kept extended every two weeks, two weeks, two weeks, and then it turned into, well, we're going to be on lockdown forever, basically. And then, you remember, they said, oh, the summer heat is going to kill the virus, so we'll be oh, back to normal by the summertime. So then here comes right. June, end the school year. Our kids completely lost the school year. My son lost kindergarten. My other son lost second grade. And it just, like, it, it screwed our kids majorly because a lot of kids, especially children who have special needs, it took away that support that they desperately needed, and now it set a lot of people backwards. So that was very disappointing. And then not being able to see my son graduate from kindergarten, which is something you look forward to as soon as they're born. You look forward to these cute little moments, and then it just got snatched away, and it just sucked. Birthday parties are gone. The summertime vacations are gone. Like, you know, Sesame Place, Six Flags, all the things that you look forward to all year were just literally snatched away from you. And then on top of it, um, the whole staying at home pretty much and a lot of stores changing their hours and, you know, standing outside in the baking sun in 90-degree weather waiting to get into a store that you normally would be in and out of. Like, all of it was just totally inconvenienced, but we understood kind of why they were doing it. But then I also felt like they were concealing stuff from us as well, but that's another story. And then, of course, like you said, we have the tragic losses that are not new to our community. They've been happening. It's just now it's being more televised and talked about. And um, who passed away first that jump-started the thing? Was it... Was it George Kobe, Floyd or Kobe? It was Kobe. No, the Black Lives Matters. I mean, I'm talking about like who yeah, was the George, one? Who George was who was the one that who, the straw that broke the camel's back was George Floyd. But there were George things Floyd. that happened before that. 
You see how, how everything got, got flushed out and pushed out that nobody really can't even remember? I mean, if you, if you want to if you want to jump back, mm-hmm. if you, you want to jump back forward. I mean, you had, you. I mean, not. I mean, he was brought up this year. The, the verdict of Eric oh, Ahmad, um, uh, was it the Aubrey kid? It's possible. Did, didn't that happen before George Floyd? The kid that got See, stabbed. I don't know. Him. I don't know. The one at the um, he was um, out in Atlanta, and the the, the white people had after. shot him or something. Oh no! Yeah, it, it occurred. Like it occurred before, but it didn't get. It was pushed under the rug for a long time, and then it got brought back out. Okay. Just like the Breonna Taylor thing, it didn't just oh, happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It happened a while ago, but we were just starting to hear about it months ago. Even though it's been happening, it's just you know, only now was it coming out. And then the trial of Boston Jean's killer, and yes, I'm gonna say oh. killer murderer because that heifer knew what the hell she was doing. How you know? How do you not know what your apartment is? Were you drunk, officer? Mm-hmm. Like I, oh, I don't yeah. know, whatever. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Really None of it made any sense. It was just very disappointing, and I feel like, because I have a, a teenage stepson, and unfortunately he's still sleeping. He's not woke, and I'm not really expecting a 17-year-old to be. But mm-hmm. I do believe he became more aware. I mean, I'm not going to say he's the most mature person ever, but I will say that I do see a slight awareness in him and realizing how he conducts himself. Like, yes, he still does this typical dumb teenage boy stuff, but I definitely do notice a difference, and I think a lot of our – I notice a lot of – I apologize. Somebody else could take over. I'll come back. It's, it's, no, it's, it's okay. All right, so, no, so I'll just like – I'll just chime in. We had – um, I said there, there was a few. It was George Floyd, Breonna Taylor. Um, Ahmaud Aubrey. Ahmaud Arbery, based off of what I'm looking up, there's somebody named Daniel Daniel Prude. He was on uh, this was Rochester. I mean, oh he, yeah. Um, this is it's it's just you know it's just different things, you know different things in general, and you know it was, I think the Black Lives Matter movement was a good thing, and I still think it is a good thing. But like I said before. Is you can't you can't get so you can't get so roused up and then oh because you know it basically okay George Floyd happened we're gonna make all this noise we're gonna make all this noise we're gonna make all this noise and then I'm not gonna say with I'm not gonna say with all people but I would say with some an arrest happens an arrest for some people that's good enough all right you know what now we're at peace but if the person is not convicted and the person is not charged for the Wrong for doing for what the they, crime they, that they committed. Exactly, you know, and it's it's just it's it's deja vu. All hell all hell breaks loose all over again. Again, you and know, you know, like, I you know, I'm I'm one for peace, but sometimes things just have to happen, whether it be good or bad. Sometimes you just got to shake the building. Sometimes that's the only way for things. Got to throw a grenade and walk off. That's what it has to be. Hold on, hold on, I mean, sometimes it really has to be that way. Oh, Some things have to be said, whether we want to say them or we don't. I think G, I think GT's in the building. There's a lot of background on here. Yo, GT. It's too much background here. Yo, do me a favor. When you're ready, just text me because it's too much background on here. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's. That's even like 
that's even like you and I, you know, the situation right here in Yonkers that we spoke about, and, you know, and I said I didn't want to, I said I didn't oh, want to yeah. talk about it because you have, because you have people who, the part, you know, the party yeah. at hand, who, oh, oh, it's not his fault, it's not his fault, you know, he uh-huh. was a target of the, po- he he was a target of the police, he was a target of the police, so it's not his fault, but yet and still, you have four innocent lives that are gone, you know, because of a decision that he made. I mean, mm-hmm. it's unfortunate. Once again, I do not, you know, I do not discredit him or his family. It is, it is unfortunate that everybody passed away. Yes. You know, but that, just, go, go I was just saying, like, you know, we just all need to pray. That, that's, that's it. Like, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't know how everybody feels about that, but I mean, in any situation, but especially this one here, like, no, nobody, I understand what happened, but like, I, I still don't even know how, like, to put the words. Is it's like, is somebody's soul not worth being redeemed because, of, you, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, us as people, we don't have the right to judge or really to say anything like that because we're not the, we're not the keepers of that. And it's just, mm-hmm. but before anybody want to say anything negative or make anybody feel bad or whatever, we need to pray for everybody's soul that was lost in that horrible, horrible event that happened earlier this, this week. You know? Right. Then also, what we had the Harvey the Harvey Weinstein verdict. Oh boy! That, that oh, and happened. him now being so frail and sick and showing up to yeah. court in a walker. Boy, <laughs> yeah. everything's wrong. You know, <laughs> it, it is like I don't I don't even mean to throw R. Kelly in there, but it's like I don't I don't know who has more excuses him him or Kells. Cause Both Kells of them together. The you know, uh-huh. Kells with the same way. Like yo, I can't. I, I can't be in here. I can't be in here. Oh, because of life, Corona, right? Life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're killing him. <laughs> you know. I'm just, you know yeah. what? I'm not even being funny. Just praise God that I never had to run into either run into either one of those nasty men. <laughs> well, you have encountered them. They just had different names. Well, yeah. And, you know, whether mm-hmm. or not you recognized it before it was too late, then that's a blessing. I'm going like to tell you like I tell everybody else. All right, Kelly and Robert is two different people. Cause you know, cause I, 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 that's another thing I couldn't stand. Uh, I'm not gonna listen to his music no more. We gonna ban his music. Listen, I fuck with Kells. Robert is Robert. I mean, we, and I'll, I'll stick by that. Call me crazy, call me whatever. But listen, Robert is I Robert. Kells got the music. Like I'm fucking with Kells. Like that's it. Like, will I purchase music that's going to put money in your pocket? No. However, if I'm on a small YouTuber's page, like what I, I've done, I've been smart about it. So if I stream an R. Kelly song, it'll be on somebody's page who doesn't have a whole lot of views. So therefore, there's right. no money to be made by R. Kelly. Right? So like, you find ways to enjoy it without putting money in his pocket and helping him. If he came on, can you hear me? Yeah, we can. If he if he came on the radio, um, and Happy Holiday, Delicious, I love you. Can she hear me? Yeah, she can hear you. I don't, I don't, I don't know if she stepped out or whatever the case. But I think she can hear you. She must have stepped out. Okay, if one of R. Kelly's songs came on the radio, would you turn it off or would you continue to listen? That's my question. I like it. I'm listening. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm I'm, I'm listening all day long. I'm, I'm listening. Okay. Well, we, we, we like his music. We don't like what he does. Mm-hmm. I know how to operate too. I'm fine with that. Yeah. It's just, like I yeah. said, I'll find ways around giving you money <laughs> from my listening. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I have ways of doing that, but I'm not going to put money in your pocket. But I'll listen to it. Yeah. I, I just think, feel like I, a lot of these radio stations 
they felt the same way. They didn't want to stop playing. I felt that they did out of fear of being canceled and losing support and losing funding, so therefore they went along with the whole cancel R. Kelly thing. Because I believe that, you know, his hits, they're lifetime classics. Like, we, we can't Absolutely. pretend that his music yeah, didn't influence us in some kind of way. Whether it be I Believe I Can Fly, <laughs> whether it be his, you know, classic sexual song, whatever it is, there's one R. Kelly song that everybody likes. If you're a true R&B fan, I'm not going to speak for everybody, but if you're a true R&B fan, there's at least one R. Kelly song that you like. You cannot tell me through from his whole freaking catalog there's not one song that you don't know every word to. Of course, of course. So let's not act like that. But I do feel like a lot of it was pressure, and the cancel culture is it's BS, but it's strong as well. Cancel culture is BS because you know how many people have been canceled and they're not really canceled? <laughs> and then also cancel culture can be serious because it can hurt your pockets if you're a celebrity because even if it's a temporary lapse in you know money-making, that temporary lapse could mean everything. Because let's say uh, you typically make a half a million dollars a year. You lose a quarter because you were being canceled. That quarter is taking a quarter out of your you know, salary. Your bills and everything are still the same. Your expenses are the same. But you lost a quarter of your income because during that temporary period that you were, quote, unquote, canceled, you lost out on endorsements. You lost out on bookings. You lost out on, yeah. you know, appearances and whatnot. So, I don't yeah. know. And then, and then this, was, this was a big one for the community, the uh, – the tragic, the tragic Bobin, him yeah. with the passing. Oh, you know, yeah. he that that guy right there, one hell of an actor. And fuck yeah. cancer all day, every day. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. hands down. Oh. Yeah, hands down. But yeah, tragic yeah. Bobin, <laughs> one hell of an actor. Like, I my my favorite movie of his is is Get On Up. You know, even my even my uncle down in Florida, same thing when. When we when we spoke on it, we'll we'll sit here and we'll quote this movie line for line. But yeah, yeah I Mr. mean, Bird. <laughs> that um, Twenty One Bridges. I I I think just Black Panther. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think just about everything he he he's been in has has been good. Absolutely. Um, what what else we had happen? Right, we we know about Biden becoming the president and Trump wanting ten thousand recount. I mean, and mm-hmm. real real quickly, like. How how does everybody feel about that? Do do you guys think Biden is going to make a difference? Or, I mean, of course we have our beliefs about politicians and how we believe that they're full of shit. But do y'all think do y'all think Biden might make a difference, or do you think we're just gonna? I mean, the difference is, the, is is it going to be a good difference? Because Trump made a difference. It wasn't a good one, but he <laughs> sure made a difference. So I mean, I don't know if it's yeah. going to be a good one. I just put you know some some faith into the situation and hope that it is better than. What we've had to endure already, right? Like hopefully, hopefully not another. Re- like hopefully we don't fall into another recession or another depression. But like I'm also looking, and I, and I I didn't even know about this about the stock market crashing. So to show how much I pay attention, that 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 happened this it, year. It was a recent crash. That happened on the ninth of March, actually. I mean, it makes um, sense because remember the economy was closed for two weeks, which yeah, means no one was yeah, really spending yeah, money yeah, like yeah, that. Pandemic, yeah. yeah, so restaurants. I feel so bad for restaurants owners because they're being screwed again, especially in New York. Mm-hmm. They're being completely shut down. So all these waiters and waitresses, and you know, I have cousins out of work in food service, and yeah, you're out of work. And because a lot of your income is undocumented due to being tips. Unless you work for a huge franchise like an Applebee's or something where you, your tips are recorded and it is, you know, a part of your statement, little mm-hmm. diners and stuff like that, mom-and-pop diners, little Jamaican restaurants, like, they're not documenting their tips. So now when you go to collect unemployment, you're either not getting approved 
at all or you're getting chump change. Yeah. Because your income is already, like your actual salary is already a little bit less than what it should be because they know it's being made up in tips. But now, even if your restaurant is open, they they still don't need you because you're not serving anyone. They're coming to the window, they're ordering their food, and everything is takeout. So, like, I just really, really feel bad for our restaurant workers. Anybody in but I did hear that. Right? Um, I did hear that Trump signed the bill tonight. Yes, uh, about an hour ago. Okay. For the six hundred dollars and yeah, for the, the unemployment. Um, no, the six hundred. Well, I don't know about the unemployment piece, but I know for the six hundred dollars stimulus checks, he definitely signed that. Part. I don't know what was. Well, he should have definitely made did the unemployment too. Oh, y'all got y'all got me excited because y'all got me excited because I thought I thought y'all was gonna say two thousand. Oh, you about to swipe your card later I was, on? Hey, I was gonna shout when this bitch. Hold up. <laughs> and here's the thing that sucks is that both sides completely suck. Yeah, Democrats yeah. and Republicans. The Democrats were yeah. the ones that wanted to do the stupid spending on international, you know, issues and stuff that you know, and pet projects. And then the Republicans were trying to uh, nickel and dime with the bill as well. So it's just like there really was nobody that was really truly fighting for the people. Yes, you had out of like 90-something people or however many people were a part of it, maybe three or four vocally spoke up for the people. But remember, it's majority rules in situations like this. So even if you are the three voices of reason, they don't. They, you're severely outnumbered by people who are in the interest of the big picture rather than the little people like us. They're, all they cared about was the corporations. And I find it completely messed up and a slap in the face that they were willing to give banks and other people who are already multi-million, billion-trillionaires, free money, but yet you're shitting on the little people. I mean, I'm not surprised by it. Should I be surprised? Absolutely not. But it just sickens right. you that you're constantly reminded that you mean nothing. Yeah. And little small business owners like mine, we get shitted on. I don't qualify for anything because, remember, I said I just legally started my business, even though I've been conducting it for years. I just legally started it in, like, September of last year, getting all my incorporation, getting my 501c3 LLC and all that together. And so when I tried to apply for PPP loans, of course they looked at me like, well, where's your proof of income? Well, I didn't get to get started right. because Corona beat the shit out of me as soon as the year started, so I didn't get to make any money. And they're like, no. oh, well, we need earnings. And I'm like, well, I didn't get to earn anything because of Corona. <laughs> so they it's like a, I wasn't able to shit. get anything. They don't give a shit about. They don't give a shit about that. Not at all. And I spent six thousand dollars of my own money to get everything started. Everything from marketing to branding to you know owning the rights to my name, patenting certain things. Right. And right. you know, you think I'm gonna get any of that back? I thought I was gonna make it back, and I actually had a bunch of things lined up. I already had deposits paid by vendors who were willing to you know work with me at events, and I had to return all that money. So whatever money I would have made is like down the drain. So. Right. I feel bad but for people least, who spent much more than that. But at least, but at least at the end of the day, you have rights to your, you know, you have the rights it's to mine. your. Exactly, it's yours. That's all that matters. It's yours. You know, and it'd be nice when us more as as our community, our black community, that we really start supporting each other as opposed to hating on each other. And that's the whole. That's a whole nother show, and I don't want to. I don't want to start my mouth with that because I'll never. Because I'll never. I'll never. Never stop, end. You know, I'll <laughs> never stop on that yeah. shit. Nah, I mean, but I mean, but for real, for real, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it's a lot of people that could do it, but like I said you. Overall, realistically, you got to think about it. you. You have, on one hand, you you got people that that got greed. You got. Oh, I should be. Why you got to be the manager? I should be the manager. Oh. Why should you get this? I'm not getting this. We 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 all know, you know what I'm saying? We we all know That's how it fine. goes. Some people are too worried about what others are doing and not worrying about themselves. Uh-huh. Yeah, we we all know. We all know how this goes already. 
you know that's you know that's like that's like over here with me like i i've i've had some people oh yeah you, you oh you think you're the voice in new york now you think you all like like that's how a lot of people like this, this shit yes. yeah yeah because this shit is mine like, <laughs> this, this shit is mine at the end of the day and so do you because you, you went out of your way to say it so thank you exactly like like this this shit is mine at the end of the day and believe it. like like you said none, none of this shit is none of this shit is easy when it's said and done Especially when you put it out, yeah, there's sponsors and everything that still got to get hit off for this. There's a promotional fee for this and all, and, and all that. Oh, my God. Can I say yeah. something about that? I'm so sorry. I just have to vent about this. I never had the appreciation that I have now for business owners because, all right, like I said, I have an LLC. Where I run several different things under that, and then I also have my 501c3. By far, the hardest thing to run, I will say, is the 501c3. Yes, I get donations. I get to help people. I get to feel good. But um, I don't know, Chuck, if you remember, I posted about people complaining about their community and the issues in the yeah. community, and they just yeah. want to complain, but yet when you ask them to get involved, it's crickets. So yeah. what inspired that post was, so in our city, there at one point it was a very visible uh, transient community where you, you couldn't go any block in downtown area without seeing multiple homeless people on the street, like, literally openly sleeping, broad daylight, you know, all of that. So this dude decides he's going to get on one of the community pages. He starts complaining, talking about, why aren't there any charities giving out coats to these people? I pass them every day on the way to the train and blah, 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 blah. So me being insulted because you called me out because you said charities, so I'm one of them, I jumped on. First question was, how do you know what charities you even have in your area? What do you mean? I said, how do you know what charities are in your area? Have you looked them up? Have you called the Chargers? Have you called YMCA, YWCA? Have you called West Hive? Have you called any of these companies to ask them if they – have you offered a coat? You just said yourself that you pass them every day. So you mean to tell me you have the heart to pass these people every day and you have a job, you got money for the train, but I'm pretty sure there's a coat that you probably don't wear or one of your kids has and they don't fit or you know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who has a coat. Did you offer anybody a coat? Crickets. <laughs> so then I come. Then he tries to come back and say, "Oh well, I don't have anything to give them." I was like, "Okay, well, once again, can you go back to my first question? Have you looked up any companies to find out if they've given any coats? Why don't you start a coat drive? If you don't have one, all it takes is a post on Facebook. Hey, anybody got an unused coat, a coat they don't want, a jacket, whatever, blankets? Let me know. Hit me up. And next time on your way to the train, you can give it to them. Oh, I don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, wait, but oh. you got time to complain. But you got time to talk right. about what somebody else isn't doing." Don't tell me what somebody else is not doing. So then I mentioned I have an organization. Oh, he loved that. Well, what is your organization? I said a lot more than you, and I've been doing it for years as a regular citizen. And I just signed up for my 501c3 last year, but I've been doing this myself. I have fed the homeless. I'm not bragging. I swear to God, I'm not bragging. I'm just letting him know this is what I've been doing. I've been feeding the homeless by myself, riding around in my van, passing out soup, passing out sandwiches, passing out juice, talking to people for a couple minutes at a time, moving on to the next person. Sometimes I have assistance, sometimes I don't. I said I've mm-hmm. given out toys. I've uh, done things for single moms in the area who are in shelters. I've done mm-hmm. things for, like, I've done things left and right just as a citizen before I even had a business or any type of support. And he's like, well, how come I haven't heard of you? Look oh. me up on the IRS website. All you got to do is put in the city that you live in, and it'll tell you all the organizations. You can click on all of them, and there's a link to everybody's website. It's public information. Well, oh, well, how do you advertise? I said, are you going to give me money for advertisement? I never all seen you post on Facebook. I said on, I always post on, on Facebook. Hold on, Tere. All my listeners take notes because she just dropped gems right there if you didn't know. So if y'all didn't know that, y'all take notes on that. 
public knowledge. Every corporation who's registered with the IRS is listed. It's public knowledge. All you got to put is your city, your state, or zip code or whatever, and it will tell you. And I think it even categorizes the type of charities. But back to what I said. I was basically saying people love to complain. They don't like to do research. And then this dude is going to ask me, well, what about um, – this is going back to what uh, Chuck was saying about endorsements and you know fees and stuff running your business. He's going to say, how come you don't advertise, blah, blah, blah. I said, who said I don't advertise? Have you looked for my post on Facebook? Have you put in, like, could you know in Facebook, you could put in search engine, you could put in keywords like food pantry. And then you can, you know, every, you can click post, and anything that anybody posted in your area about food pantries will come up. I said I post on Facebook. I have an Instagram page. I have a website. I have this, this, this. Well, how come I don't see no advertisements as a commercial? I said, sir, do you know how much it costs just to get a newspaper article? (laughs) Because that's one thing that's required when you start an LLC or 501c3. You must be published in the newspaper within, I think, 45 days of you establishing yourself. And that is, that cost me about $700 for both businesses, 350 each. And that was the cheapest BS newspaper ever, not even like a real like one that people actually read. But the good one, like it cost about $1,100. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, do you have that money to give me? And he's like, oh, well, what about commercials? I said, commercials are even more. I was like, what are you talking about? I said, people love to talk about what they don't know about. You don't know the cost of running a business. You don't know the cost of, you know, materials. And and even just to run a pantry. Let's say I run a pantry, right? Just to get the food, Mm -hmm. do you know how hard it is to get it? Even if you sign up with your local uh, food bank, there's fees involved. It's like a $300 or $400 registration fee. Then you got to right. show insurance and proof of that you have a place to put the food. And if you don't have right. an actual registered place to put your food and have a lease with insurance, which costs another several hundred dollars, possibly a thousand, to insure that, then they're not signing you up. So then you have to sign up under somebody else. And then you have to hope that the person you're signing up under doesn't jip you or rape you for your call. Co- like, you know what I mean? It's like oh, it's so man. much into it. It's just annoying that people think they know everything. And like I tell you, I anybody if anybody in the line owns a business, I bow to you because it's very hard. And it, you really have to love what you do to do it because I can see why people, like, why they say businesses fail. And it's not because the businesses yeah. don't do well. I think a lot of people just give up because it's yeah. very disheartening. It's yeah. very hurtful. And then the people that you love and care about do not support you. Your biggest supporters, sorry to go off on a tangent, but your biggest supporters will always be strangers or people you just met. Yeah. You may have one or two yeah. people that you already knew, but the majority are going to come from people that you would never expect. Just That's keep like your eyes it's like I had I I had a couple of people over here. That's like when, like I tell I tell a lot of people, like there were there were so many people who they fucked. They, listen, they fucked me in the beginning. Like I'm just I'll just quickly get a background of how this all came about. Not gonna not gonna prolong it. But when this first came about, like I said, anybody who knows about this platform per se, and anybody who knows anything about Rain knows that she used to be with Suki. Suki belonged to Real Squad After Dark. Um, he's he's in a toss up right now. You know, one minute he's over here, one minute he's over there. To each his own. You know, that's no disrespect to Real Talk After Dark at all. You know, like I show love to them, whatever, whatever. But when this first kicked off, I told a lot of people, I was like, listen, I said all I wanted to do was just come on here, play some music, take a couple of callers, you know, maybe a couple of giveaways, something like that. That had that had always been my potential for this. And then once it once it flip flopped into a like more of a talk show. I'm like, I I didn't want to do a talk show. Like you know, I'm like I did not want to do a talk show because in the beginning, cause everybody who listened to the show in the beginning, they said, "Yo, this is your show," but we don't never hear you. It's like you're the kid in the background. It's like it's like the show is for everybody else, you know. And eventually, it was a zone. It was a zone that I had to come out of. It's like on the newer shows, you hear more of me. On the older shows, you hear more of Rain and whoever else. 
you know, and a lot of people feel like, you know, it's a it's a it's it's a hostile takeover, you know. There was somebody who inquired they were inquiring about how to how do they promote, you know, how do they get endorsements, how do they do this, how do they do that. See, the only thing that did it for me was like I said, me I'm the type of person where if I can anybody who I bring on the team, I try to make sure you know, if this this blows up real big and money comes through, I'm trying to make sure everybody can eat at the end of the day. I told one person, well, you know, I submitted the show to iHeart and for cra- for as crazy as these shows are, and a lot of people know who listen. They know how crazy these shows can get sometimes. <laughs> for that to be on iHeart, that shit like I I, I almost took me out. I remember, I remember submitting it. I remember submitting it and everything. And all I said was all I said is iHeart ain't gonna take that. I said because it's way too much. Like, I just tried. At least I can say I tried. It's just way too much. <laughs> but the whole thing about it was and. This is when, you know, Aja was with Aja was with me. Um, like I said, we had Suki here and there. It was just they didn't just take the real life spill show. They took the whole they took the you know, they took the thing in whole. Then there was somebody else, like I said, somebody else came in. There there's always a way about how you go in, how you go about asking things and he was you know, he was trying to start up his own podcast and stuff and you know, he was like, Well, you know, how do I do it like y'all, you know, how do I get the people to sponsor it? How do I get to do this? How do I get to do that? So we try to give him background about the show. This is somebody who knew Rain, by the way. This guy said fuck the show, but you came asking all these questions. So once you said fuck the show, my energy was fuck you. Because you can't, As it should be, because that's your you baby. You can't come you, you you can't come over here asking, Oh, how do I such and such, how do I such and such? But the first thing you say is, Oh, Fuck your show, like oh, you know, and then. I'm well, sorry. Where did that where did that phrase come from? Like I'm confused. When did that like was there an argument? Was there a disagreement? Did he feel like you were BSing him about the advice you were giving? No, like he, I'm confused. No, he started talking. He started talking to Rain. He asked Rain okay. something. Rain started saying something about the show. He said, "Oh fuck the show. I just want to know about such and such and such and such." And it was to well, the well, point such and such where comes with the show. So it was to the point where. I was ready to give you a slot on the show. You would have had a slot. You would have had a day. You wouldn't have had nothing to worry about. Now, if I would have charged you for it, that would have been, you know, between the people on the show. But nevertheless, it was just, it was just your attitude right there that just automatically, that automatically threw it out the window. You know, I'm just like, all right, well. And Ray was like, oh no, but it, it wasn't meant in that perspective. I said. Once you said fuck something that belongs to me or belongs mm-hmm. to you, I that said that's the aspect it was meant in. I said there's no such thing as it wasn't meant in that aspect. You know, he got mad with her because I went. He got mad with her because I wouldn't respond to anything talking about oh, well he just looking at the messages and he won't respond. And like I told her, I said. But how do you I know said, what I'm doing? I said I said because it was a it was a group message, and but even if so what so what. But I'm just like even. But I'm like even with that, you don't let no, you don't let nobody come on and dis. You don't let nobody come on and dis you, and then you want to turn. Then you want to turn around and give them a gem or something like that. Hell no. Mm-hmm. No, you don't deserve that's, it. That's even like there's somebody there's somebody that DJs. They have a, they have a big radio platform. You know, I asked, I shot them a question. They didn't. They didn't give me a response. So you know what? I got to a point where I said, you know what? I said I figure it out on my own. I said because. But it wasn't them though, right? I said because obviously you don't want me to. Obviously you don't want me to know because I don't know if you they feel like I'm trying to come in. Yeah, yeah. You, 
but I tell you, I do talk. You know what I'm saying? And it was to the point where I could have, I could have easily said, I could have easily said just like this. Yo, listen, give me, I'll take a slot. I'll take a slot on your show. You know, and this is where a lot of people get things twisted too. Like I tell anybody who comes over here, like, listen, I don't, I don't want rights to your show. I don't, I don't want anything like that. You know, I just want to give you the opportunity to be heard if you want to be heard. You know, and with a couple of people, even even somebody just like, oh well, you know, well you know, I I I, I want to be my own entity. I don't I don't want to be locked into this one. I don't want to be locked into that one. And I said, well, realistically, I said, and this was just listening to the background of how they said it. They started a radio show. They started a label. The label owns the show. So I was like, realistically, I said, if you think about it, I said, if the label owns the radio show. I said the label owns everything on that radio show, including the show that belongs to you. Including you. How do you see it that way? I said, how do you not see it that way? I said, that's just common sense when it's said and done. They started a, they started a radio station. They started a company. The company owns the radio station. If you, that's where you're at, you belong to them. <laughs> that That's it. You know, but I don't oh, no, see any no. other way to see it. No, I'm and not, it's not I, a bad I'm, thing not. either. But not, but the whole thing is, this is this is another thing I can't stand is you want to belong to somebody, but it's shit you don't know how to do by yourself. That's like I've I've had people come over here, like literally, I've I've had people come over here, and I tell anybody anybody who wants to come on a platform, like yo, if you want to show, you know, you gotta let me know what it is, which direction you're trying to go, what it, if you want to, if it's something pre-recorded, if you want to go live, I'll even walk you out. I want you to try to do everything. Like this shit is, this shit is simple. Once you once you learn it, it's so simple. Because when I, when they first told me about it, when they first told me about it, I thought like, I'm like, oh well, you know, I thought we was, I didn't know everything was animation. Like I'm thinking we're old school and we're working analogs and all this other stuff. You know, like I didn't know all this stuff was animation and it, it was that simple. That's why I tell anybody, I'm like, I'm like, it's simple. It's to the point where. You don't you don't need me, but if I let you run the platform, just don't go on the platform changing shit. That's uh-huh. that's the only thing, you know. Don't, don't go on the platform changing shit. Yeah. So I'm done ranting and raving about that. I just wanna I I, I do want to get into the last one because we got about got about 18 minutes left on the show. And uh, so New Year's resolutions. How do you how do you feel about New Year's resolutions? <laughs> They're laughable. Just, if you're gonna do something, just do it. Why wait for the New Year? Just do it. Mm-hmm. I've never believed in New Year's resolutions. I mean, for some people, it means something to them because maybe they just wanna they wanna start it on a significant day. So the first, I kind of understand that, and they figure, you know, let me just start off new on this day. Blah blah blah. But like I said, especially when it comes to things for your health, your mental health, or, you know, you're in a toxic situation, why wait for the new year? If it's for your health and it's going to make you a better person, why do you need a new year to start that? Like, I just never understood that. But like I said, I respect you if that's what you do, but I just, I don't know. I It's not for me. You know, like like I said to you earlier, when, when I saw you earlier, and, and what made me... What made me think about it was I went to a watch night service one year, and it was a watch night. We did watch night, and then I think it was the actual the actual Sunday service. Um, 
And they say, you know, what's your what's your New Year's resolution? And one lady got up there and she said, well, you know, everybody always says how they want to how they want to lose weight, you know, realistically. I was like, I said, but you know, e- even with that, you have people who, like I said, I'm I'm one of those people. I don't know. I don't say I'm not gonna say oh, I want to lose weight this year and then next year I'm a hundred years bigger because then. I can't hell no. I can't even do that to myself. I don't I don't want to go from looking I don't want to go from Buddy Love to Sherman Clump. You know. <laughs> but I'm I'm with you. Like it doesn't it, it doesn't always it doesn't always take the new year to, to, to start up something new. What's that phrase about putting what is it why I put off today no, what why I put off tomorrow what you can I forgot how you how how it goes. But you but you know about the putting the putting things off. You know, and I'm, but I'm like, just realistically, with the whole New Year's resolution thing, like, so many people they they start them and then they don't finish them. Like, um, I'm not gonna smoke no more. I'm I'm one day in, I'm one day in, and okay, I stop for the day. I mean, and, and I I know some people have a hard time. You know, I I really do. Um, I'm one day in. Oh, I stopped smoking for what for a day. You know, so it's it's just it's it's just a lot of it's it's just a lot of different things. I mean, I can't, I don't I don't know who listens to, I know um, my other caller. I know they listen to Uncle Murder. I'm not sure if you listen to Uncle Murder. I can't, I can't wait for the wrap up this year if there's oh, one. Oh yeah, oh. Even though Matt started it, Uncle yeah. Murder is always funnier. So. Yeah, I, I I know he I know he's gonna. I mean, I, I'll listen to both, but I know. Yeah, oh, we just got a couple of days left. Yeah. Until it comes out. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know it, it does suck waiting for it, but like everybody, as soon as it comes out, it's like, oh, I click so fast. Yeah, because, you know, because, uh, yeah, Murder's a funny, like, he's a he's a funny dude. Very honest, like, very nasty, yeah, very that's funny. That's what it is. He's not even <laughs> trying to be funny most of the time. Most of the time, he's dead serious. It just it mm-hmm. comes out funny. And it's like, uh, one, I forgot who I, was, who I was talking about it with, and we was like, we was like, you know what? Murder don't even he don't even rap. It's just his it's just his ad libs more than anything else. Yeah. Cause that nigga ad libs through the whole song. That <laughs> he he can just do a song full of ad libs and it's a song. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> hilarious. It'd be laughing the whole time. It'd be a ten minute song. Any other song is ten minutes. You're like, oh god, come on. You fast forward, but no, like you listen from beginning to end. So um so 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 D Delicious, how how do you feel about uh, uh about New Year's and resolutions oh. and stuff? You know that <laughs> I don't. I I don't really feel any kind of way about it. It's just like if you need to do something now, do it now. Like like she said, like you don't have to wait. But if it's if it's about the day or the significance of starting it at a, a certain time, I mean that that I guess why people do it because it's the beginning of something new, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. But me personally, I don't really <clears throat> have any resolutions or nothing. I'm fine how I am. Stay away from folks. Praise God. Bless the Lord, and that's it. You know. Also, another question. I mean, like I said, I know we're running down on time. I'm just trying to kill, just trying to kill the time a little bit before I wrap it up completely. The vaccines. What's y'all thought on the vaccine? I'm not taking it because it's it takes too long for for a vaccine. All the stuff, that, the process that it goes through to for the FDA to approve it and stuff. No, this is too soon for me personally. Uh-huh. And then with Johnson, one of them was Johnson and Johnson. They said it was doing the, 
Biff, no. Uh-uh. They killing people with the talc powder and stuff. I don't trust any of these people. <laughs> mm. I, I have a different point of view. I, I, I share your sentiments because I'm not getting it either. But my reasoning behind it is not so much the timing, but, for instance, I have two scientists in my family. My brother's a biochemist. He's actually one of the top people at Merck DuPont, and he develops vaccines, and he studies diseases and stuff. And I got some stories to tell, which I don't know if I can even tell them, because <laughs> he's actually sworn to confidentiality. That's how real it is where he's at. Right, right. Um, but he doesn't trust it either, and this is someone who is making vaccines. Who works brother, there, who does it, yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, he has been working for Mark DuPont, and he's been the lead. Uh, I forgot what his terminology is because I probably can't even pronounce it. But he's been in that position for about 15 years. He's worked for Mark DuPont for 27 years. And he is urging us all not to get it. He's actually against the flu shot as well. Because, that means don't um, get it. Yeah, so I, the chef says, don't I strongly food, don't believe in anything that man tells me about anything. And um, my sister also is a chemist, and uh, she also disagrees with the vaccine. And she pointed out a couple of things about it. She said, for one, um, it's an RNA, uh, what you call it? It's an RNA vaccine, which sometimes can be a good thing, but it can also be scary and unpredictable because she said that RNA um, activates certain things in your immune system that normally lay dormant. So let's say you have sickle cell trait. Or oh, it's going to push it asthma out. Or, yeah, it'll start bringing out stuff that normally is dormant and wouldn't come out otherwise. Mm-hmm. And she said it's not a guarantee that it'll happen, but if it does happen, it will happen unexpectedly and randomly. And she said that's her fear with it is like, let's say you've never had a genetic test done, which most of us haven't unless you've gotten sick and then you've had to. If there's something you don't know that you have or runs in your family or you become pregnant years after having it, those things can trigger in you or your children. And it's just too scary. And she's like, I just, it scares her about that. And then she said, there's another thing, which I forgot. It's another, that's another day where maybe we can have both my siblings on and they can debate each other about science and probably bore you to death. But <laughs> there's other things that she has concerns about. And basically, when mm-hmm. both of them said, basically, they don't trust it, I was like, I'm taking both your words for it, especially my brother, because he he's the one that's been doing this since I was eight years old. So, yeah, I'm not doing it. It just made me feel totally uncomfortable because I know it takes a long time for stuff to get it approved and whatnot. And just because they want to do away with COVID, they, I feel like they're going to make a lot of things worse. And mm-hmm. when they yeah, told me who, who was who was doing like the <laughs> doing the stuff with it, uh uh-uh. uh, nope. <laughs> There's a meme I saw today. It was freaking hilarious. Okay, so everybody knows the viral sensation Sh- Shamar, the guy, the gay guy. Yeah. Okay, so everybody reme- remember. Um, uh, Paula Jai Parker, who played... I oh, think yeah. Poison. Okay, so there's a meme where I guess he tried to dress like her. I, I don't know if it was Halloween or something. And he had the braids like her and all that. They said before the vaccine, they had Paula Jai Parker. And they said after the vaccine, they had a picture of Shamar on the beach looking all crazy. <laughs> oh. oh, God. It was hilarious. I'm going to tag you in it. Yeah. Walking out doing the thriller dance looking like a freaking zombie. No, thank you. That's the proud family mother, right? Yeah. Okay. Back in her heyday yeah, when she was, you know, hot yeah, and sexy, and, they and, had her and, and, and Shamar was the and, after. And, yeah, and, and who? Who you went to the show with last night? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go to the show. Craig, I don't want that girl calling my house. <laughs> <laughs> who you right, but went you know, to the show with? But, you know, through, you know, through it all, despite the year, I mean, thank God we... 
thank God we we just about made it through. I mean, it's not over yet, so I can't I can't I can't just jump to the I just can't jump forward. I mean, I'm sure we're making it, but you know, they say you know, have tomorrow, a little faith, bro. Tomorrow, I'm know, almost tomorrow's scared. not promised to nobody, you know. Yeah. Everybody was That's so thirsty for two for twenty twenty to come and you see what we got. Everybody wanna exactly. twenty twenty. I bet y'all wait now and be more patient. Yep. <laughs> you know, because I, cause, cause, cause I, you know, cause even the memes going around on social media, I haven't, and and it's and it's true because I have not seen one post that says, "Oh, twenty twenty one is going to be my year." Um, <laughs> They're like, we'll just see what happens. Yeah, some some somebody else posted said so said so. Is this the year that we don't wash the clothes and all that before the new year comes in? Because oh. <laughs> we, we, we did all that last year and, and New Year's. They see what I happened, mean, right? It was, up last year. it was fucked up last year, man. Somebody put up something like, oh, anybody notice how, you know the meme with the guy with his head to, with his finger to the forehead, like he's thinking, like the black guy? Yeah. I, I don't know yeah. what the meme is. I don't know his name or anything. But they said, anybody think about what next year is actually called? It says 2021, meaning like 1-W-O-N. And it's like that makes you think that it might be 2020 part two because it's like 2020. Oh no! Right, right. <laughs> and I was like, oh hell no! And then somebody put the exorcist thing up after that. They were like, no, nah, we're not doing this. <laughs> we're not claiming that. Right. Yeah, no, things I have mean, to get but... better. Hopefully, it will be. It'll be better. It will be. Yeah. Better. Yeah. Ho- like I said, hopefully everything turns out. You know, hopefully everything turns out good. You know, hopefully, hopefully more people come together. You know, as as the days are getting. As the days are getting longer, but we're shorter. real thin. Mm-hmm. You know, as, as as the old people would say, you know, we're living in our last days. A lot of a lot of biblical people would say that revolution. Mm-hmm. I'm not. not you know what I was thinking um, about? What's that? What's the thing? Oh Lord, Relevation. When when did the? I'm sorry, this had nothing to do with nothing. Really, but when did the, when did the Mayan calendar say that we were all supposed to expire? Anybody um, remember? No, I don't remember. I'm sorry, I was distracted by a child. What did you ask me? <laughs> I said, does anybody remember when the Mayan calendar said that we were supposed to expire? Um, was it this year? I know it's. it's I, I know the time already passed. Whatever year it was, we were, it was supposed mm-hmm. to pass already. Yeah, I know that. It's like, is it gonna be for this year? Like, oh my gosh. Huh. But I think I my faith. Everybody, everybody will be okay. Everybody will be okay. I hope so. Like you said, we've been through a lot this year, and I strongly believe we can be okay. And yeah, as long as we aren't flooded with blood, we'll be fine. (laughs) We'll be okay. You know, and as and you know, and as the holiday, you know, as the holidays are approaching but coming to an end, you know, all the people out there on the roadways, people traveling, you know, you guys, please be safe. You know, don't. I could be one to toot my own horn. I mean, I've, I've done it before. I've always gotten away with it by the grace of God. But don't be out there drinking and driving, out there under the influence. You know, life is too short. And like, once again, I don't. See, I didn't know that. That makes me want to hit you. <laughs> like I don't. Like I don't mean to keep reflecting. I'm listen. These 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 are young and dumb days. We. I might have done it once or twice up here and, and, and got cursed out as soon as I walked through the door. You crazy. But like yeah, I we said, don't drink and drive. We don't do those kind like of I things, said, brother. But like I said, by the by the grace of God, <laughs> I did make it. You know. Yes, praise God and bless the Lord. And, but like I said, you know, we just we we just gotta we just gotta be careful. We gotta be careful out here. 
said, we don't we we don't need a repeat, especially after what just happened out here in Westchester County. We really don't need a repeat. Like I said, and once again, you know, this 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 will be the talk. This this will be the talk of the only God knows how long that that'll be the talk for. But that will be the talk for a while. You know. Again, yeah. only thing everybody should want to do is pray for the souls that's that true. were lost, all of them. You know, but that's gotta, not how it works in the real world. So there'll be a fight soon, probably about this. Hopefully not. But I mean, we 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 still gotta follow these CDC guidelines, you know. And there's a lot of there are a lot of places that are not, you know. There there there's still people on top of people. There's still as as you said towards the beginning of the show. There's still people not washing their hands. I said there's still people not washing their ass. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't understand, but okay. You know. I mean, some 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 of them by you know some of them by choice you know. Yeah, you know what? There's a lot of them by choice. Yeah. It's like the, the the homeless people and the people who don't have access to clean water and soap. They want it. They they oh I, I can take a shower. I could be clean. But the people yeah. who have it right in front of them every day. Oh no, I'll do it when I come back. Oh girl, please, I'm not. Oh, that's how that goes. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna get ready to wrap it up. Um, I did. Uh, me and Silky were talking about coming on on Tuesday, but if that doesn't happen, that is fine because this could be because I had pretty much said I was going to wrap it up with this show anyway, and I had just pitched him the idea to do something if he wanted to. Um, all are welcome if that happens. I mean, all does all don't have to because I know I know there's mixed feelings about my guy over there, but like I said, if that happens, I'll I'll send the messages and stuff out. If you guys got any shout outs before we leave, you can uh, kick the shout out. Um, shout out to everyone who is going through something and they're feeling a little down during the holidays. Remember that someone loves you, whether you know it or not. I'm not sure if they told you. I pray that they do let you know so that it's visible in your life, and I pray that you are encouraged and that you don't go into the new year thinking that things are going to be the way they were. Speak positivity into your life and believe that things will change. Already, uh, DD Licious, you got anything to shout out? I just want to say God bless to everybody. That's all. And have a little faith. That's it. And I do want to shout out to, I do want to shout out to Rain, who is on vacation. Her birthday is tomorrow. Hopefully turn up, she, turn up, turn up. You know, hopefully she ain't too drunk with it. And don't remember, you got to come back to these kids, so don't get too fucked up over there. <laughs> remember, you still got responsibilities, although you just chilling right now. But um, if oh, and Rain, here, bring me back something. Mm. Yes, yeah, we need, white, we, we need we need something. white we need white Hennessy expeditiously. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, we need that expeditiously. So if we're not here Tuesday, I will hopefully, I will hopefully talk with everybody in the new year. We will hopefully talk with everybody. I want to say on the 8th of January, that is on a Friday. And until next time, I am your boy Chuck C, CJ Chuck, whatever you want to call me, as I always say. This is the Real Life Spill Show. Thank you, Teray. Thank you, Delicious. Thank you, Ajua. Thank you for everybody who called up, everybody that listened, you know, everybody's opinion. We'll see y'all. You are welcome. Good hey, night, everyone. Peace and blessings. Night. We out. Real Life Spill Show.
you how much fun it's gonna be together. This Christmas fireside blazing bright. We're caroling through the night, and this Christmas will be very special Christmas for me. Presents and cards are here My world is filled with cheer and you This Christmas And as I look around Your eyes outshine the town they do This Christmas Fireside blazing bright We're caroling through the night